Hey guys, uh, this is the second Sacred Cow Cookout. Uh, this one will be kind of like the first one, except I'm going to argue from more of a revelation perspective. And one of the things that people have always asked is like, if God was so good, why are there multiple religions, right? Because when God reveals himself, he would reveal like not a whole symphony, not the entire chord, but just a part of it that we can understand, right? And some people are around here, but they think they know a lot. There's this thing called the Dunning-Kruger effect, where if you know nothing, then you're obviously like clueless and have don't have that much confidence in yourself. But once you know a little bit, right, you think that's it, and then your confidence skyrockets. And then once you start to learn more, you realize, there's a lot more to this than I thought. So your confidence starts to drop slowly, and then once you really get the hang of it, Right then, your confidence starts building up again, and it's like, oh, now I get it, now I get it. And then once you hit that wisdom, you're back at where you were when you first barely knew something. And a good representation of this is if I use like these chords. Um, so let's say the uh, what you should know is here, right? And you're at nothing. So here, you're very uh, dissonant with what you think you know. Whereas once you learn a little bit, you're. It seems like you're at where the high B flat is when you're actually at the low B flat, but it's at in unison, so it sounds like you're there, even though you're actually not there. Then you start learning a little more, right? So now you're at the B natural below the B flat. And now you have this dissonance. This dissonance is like, oh, there's more to this than I thought, and you're still learning what's going on, and it's still dissonant until you hit the E flat. You get the E flat to B flat sounds very uh, euphonous and then that's euphonous that's euphonous and then eventually you hit the exact note that you're supposed to reach that quote unquote uh, good knowledge I guess so you start off knowing nothing very dissonant then you feel super confident once you know a little bit even though you actually don't know that much and then once you start moving past that then you get more dissonance then you finally get the hang of it and cling on to it. And you get that, uh, oh, sorry, I hit the B natural by accident. You get this uh, euphonous sound and you keep gaining in confidence and when you're learning because you can build off better until you reach where you're supposed to be. If you look at the chart of the Dunning-Kruger effect, it kind of looks like a sideways two, right? Because it starts low, then it skyrockets up high with confidence. Then it starts dipping down once that person realizes there's a lot more than they think there is. And then it goes back up when they have fully realized that. And how I see it is that a lot of religions are at this low B flat. Thinking that they're at the high B flat because they're in unison. But really there's a lot left for them to go and learn before they can fully realize it. And... This is why they might have so much, so many followers because they're so confident and they keep preaching and they think they know and they start making up stuff like reincarnation and they start making up more things like, oh, there's multiple gods because there's no way one god can be so powerful and whatnot, right? But if you look at some of the major world religions, I'm not going to go over all of them, but Catholicism and Christianity is the only one in which people have the Messiah, the God the high representative of the religion has managed to quote unquote prove 
their worth, right? If you look at Buddhism, you have Siddhartha Gautama who meditated under a tree for so long, he realized that there was too much suffering and, oh, the way to get rid of suffering is to not have desire, okay? And by not desiring anything, you get nirvana. So if you want nirvana, if you desire nirvana, you should not have desire, which, okay, whatever. And then people just believe them, right? And then he claimed he was a prophet. So did uh, Muhammad. He claimed he was a prophet. Jesus is the only person who didn't say, oh, I'm a prophet of the God. I'm not enlightened. I'm not a messenger. I am God. Like, see that yellow thing in the sky? I made that. Okay. So there's multiple ways you can see this. Either A, Jesus was lying and he knew it. B, Jesus was a complete lunatic. Or C, Jesus was God, right? So if you look at the first thing, lying, okay. We'll get to back to that later, but let's look at lunatic, right? If I came and said, hey, guys, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Uh, that's, uh, what's his name from Guardians of the Galaxy? You know, you know who I'm talking about, right? He claims he's Mary Poppins, and they're like, okay, yeah, they know he's not Mary Poppins, but they're like, okay, whatever, let, let him go with it, right? But if you go out and claim you're God, people will be like, prove it, right? Lunacy is how your perspective is related to the reality, right? If I told you I'm a normal person, okay, my perspective and my reality line up pretty well. If I told you that I am a super smart college student, okay, maybe it's a little off, right? I'm still, like, I'm a college student, but I'm not that ahead. So it's a little off. And then if I said, oh, yeah, I'm God himself, okay, now I'm way off from perspective and reality. So when someone claims something so large, People tell them to prove it, right? And Jesus walked on water. He rose Lazarus from the dead. We have a lot of accounts of this. And some people might say it's not fair because it's biased and it's from the Bible. But the Bible was collected from a lot of first-person sources, right? So, and he came back from the dead. So, yeah, he's God. No other prophet has managed to do anything similar. They just preach and people are like, okay. They didn't prove their worth or anything. They were not God, and they did not actually receive a message from God. That's why they're like, oh, yeah, that's what happened. But they're not really as solid bases of faith as Catholicism because we have proof that Jesus existed from the father of historians. The only reason why we know Pontius Pilate is the one who executed Jesus is because of these historians, okay, Pontius Pilate's not in the Bible. So, that's how we know that Jesus was a real person. And then we have these apostles who traveled around the world. If Jesus wasn't God, if he didn't resurrect it, these apostles still would have been hidden. They would have no incentive to go out and preach. Why? Because their Lord and Savior, quote-unquote, if he was a lunatic or a liar, is dead. And there's no hope. But no, he came back and blessed them with the Holy Spirit and they came out and spread the word, right? This isn't like, oh, we're forcing our religion on people, right? We're like, we're exposing them to it. Whereas in Islam or Buddhism, right, you have these crusaders, not crusaders, you have these warriors 
who like really enforced the religion and made like these things law. Whereas Christianity started off as a minority religion in the one of the strongest empires in the history of ever, the ancient Roman Empire, and managed to overtake that minority and become the majority with Constantine. So, Christianity has stronger roots than any other religion because their head is Jesus Christ who managed to prove himself, whereas the other heads, such as Muhammad of Islam and uh, Siddhartha Gautama of Buddhism, just said they were enlightened. They just said they were prophets. Whereas Jesus said he was God and he proved it. So, stronger root there. And then in Matthew 16, 18, what did Jesus do? He told Peter, you are the rock. He be- Peter became the first pope of the Catholic Church. And the Catholic Church was founded by Jesus as opposed to all these other Protestant churches who have been splitting off. Is the Catholic Church perfect? No. Why? Because Jesus chose flawed people. Because why? We're all flawed people. So, Thomas doubted Jesus. Judas betrayed him. Peter denied him three times. But Jesus still chose these people because, in a way, God doesn't love us despite our flaws. He just loves us with our flaws, right? Judas betraying Jesus was very crucial in Jesus' death and his resurrection. So if Judas didn't betray Jesus, then Jesus wouldn't have died for our sins. So all these negative things that we look at also have a positive outcome, right? Thomas grew in faith after his doubt was proved wrong, right? Peter realized God's greatness after denying him three times. He's like, wait, when the crow caught, he's like, oh my goodness, he was right. He was foreshadowing this the entire time, right? So from a broken people, Jesus created the Catholic Church. And for those of you who think, well, the Catholic Church is still broken, that's why. Because we are broken people. We have fallen in Genesis 3. So even though it's not perfect, we are still the truth. And the truth is kind of ugly. But it's better than following these lies that people are so confident in because they're an octave away from the truth. God bless.